Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... Evolutionary.org Hardcore 2.0, episode 39. Today's going to be another fun one. Today we're going to be talking about bulking cycle hardcore with Parapharma. So this is going to be a really, really fun one. You'll want to enjoy this. So basically what we're going to do in this one, we're going to talk about hardcore bulks. We're going to go aggressive on these. So these, these are going to be more aggressive. These are for guys out there that are going to be competing in powerlifting competitions strongman competitions okay open bodybuilding competitions okay and these are the bulking stacks that they're running and now how do we know what they're running because we have pro bodybuilders on our forum and i train pro bodybuilders mobsters train pro power lifters and other bodybuilders so we know what they're taking we have an idea they come on the forum, they're open about it, they post up their cycles, no problem. So we're going to kind of go over what they're doing. Now, you know, we're going to kind of debate back and forth, you know, should you be running these types of cycles, should you not? So we're also going to kind of get into how to hardcore bulk and what the advantages are and what the disadvantages are as well, because we're also going to talk about the side effects that come with hardcore bulking. That, this way, if you do decide to do it, you'll know exactly what to expect. And we're going to talk about some strategies also when it comes to diet and training while you're hardcore bulking and give you all these kinds of tips. Even we're going to talk about sleep on this podcast, because when you hardcore bulk, you're going to have a harder time sleeping. We're going to talk about why that happens and how you can help with that. So we got so much to do in this podcast, Mobster. Why don't we start it off right away by talking about Parapharma and Parapharma they are a great brand of steroids. They've been all over uh, different bodybuilding forums for years. Now, on evolutionary.org, they are sort of new. They've been on the forum for a couple of years now. So they're kind of new compared to some of the other brands, but they've been on other forums for 10, 12 years or longer. So they have a long track record, 100% customer satisfaction. They're, they're fast to ship easy to order from. They have a lot of different uh, ways you can order from them. Customer service is on the ball. Fantastic. They have excellent reps on the forum. Um, on our forum, evolution.org, <laughs> there's a, a couple reps that represent them. You can go on the forum and check it out. And if you ever have a problem with your order, you have a problem, you have a question about your cycle, you need some help, you can always reach out to them and they will get back to you pretty quickly within usually 12 hours and they'll respond to you usually within a couple hours, but worst case within like 12 hours because they're on the forum every single day, no matter what. So these guys are extremely helpful when it comes to helping you. So that's very important to have a strong rep team on the forum. And also, you know, you can go to guys like Mobster as well, and they'll he'll he'll help you give you give you some advice as well when it comes to not just what you're going to be using from Parafarm, but also on your diet and training as well. So, you know, we got you covered on evolution.org no matter what. And that's good. That's the whole point 
of having a being a successful brand is that you're have you have people that are working for you that are professional and that are always answering questions in a professional manner, no matter what they are. So the thing about Parapharma that I like, I'm going to bring in Mobster now to talk about Parapharma. But the thing that I like Mobster is their data. They they their gear has been tested both anonymously and through their website, sent off to get tested by legitimate places, and they've tested very very high quality, uh, 99% pure. You know, so if you go on Para and buy parapharma products and we're going to talk about a lot of their products on this podcast we're going to talk about at least seven different of their bulking steroids that you're going to be using for a hardcore bulk you know you're buying what you're what you're buying if you order trend you know you're getting trend if you order sustenon you know you're getting sustenon if you order deca you know you're getting deca etc cetera, etc cetera. and that's important to me because you know, I've been hurt in the past, you know, because <laughs> I, when I first started using steroids, I didn't use good sources. I didn't use approved sources and I bought, spent all this money on gear and it was fake or it was underdosed. So I've been there and I done that. So for me, that's the most important thing, Mobster. Talk about Parapharma, why you like them. As Steve knows, I've I've had literal personal experience of viewing Parapharma products. I was uh, sponsored, for want of a better phrase, uh, on a recent cut, Steve. And how this is how potent the product was. Uh, we talked about this on another show recently. So I'm on a cut. And as you can imagine, guys, dieting and an increase in cardio, I dropped a certain amount of weight. Uh, almost within a few days, Steve. Perfectly normal, exactly how you'd expect my body to respond. By the end, and it was only a very short cut because I went straight into a bulk. This was another thing that I was doing. But at the by the end of the cut, I was actually recompositioning because the cut 150 product that they have includes trend. It was the first time I'd ever end. And we know that trends are great reaper compositions are actually put on muscle tissue by the end of the short four weeks uh, cut. And my belt size has remained even now, even uh, recently at the end of the bulk, getting up to 336 pounds and even dropping a few pounds coming off cycle. My belt size has remained at the same size it got on the cut. So for me, I've had personal experience of using the product and to say 100% that it worked amazing for me. That is super, super important. Now, I will touch on something else that Steve just sort of referred to independent testing now i talk about lab testing certificates analysis for all our approved bands and that includes parapharma the simple fact of the matter is companies that take samples from their own product line and then send them off to an outside lab these are not in-house testing but outside lab testing and coming back with great numbers now there's a little bit of a trick if you wanted to bend the rules there you could make sure that the sample you send out was dosed properly or even overdosed what you don't get from that, and where we've seen that, when Steve talks about independent testing, one of the members of the forum, I'm not going to name him on this podcast, but one of the members from the forum took samples from all our approved sources, and every single one, including Parapharma, was the, within a few milligrams, Stephen. In fact, as often as not, a lot of them were slightly over. That's exactly the kind of stuff that we like. It's how companies become an approved source. I've also talked about stuff like I just literally like the look of the product line. An enormous amount of labs use very straightforward 
white label type stuff. It still cost me a few bucks, Steve, but then you start to get into the holograms and the way that products are put together and so on and so forth. So, for example, uh, Barofarma have gone in a completely different direction. Instead of white sachets, use black sachets. The labelling and the printing costs, because it's not common in the industry, are much higher for them versus what everybody else is doing. So they've gone out of their way to stand out and be unique in the marketplace. And when Steve talks about length, length of time existing as a company supplying performance-enhancing drugs, we're coming up on 13 years. It says 12 on the website, but it's actually closer to 13 years as we reported this podcast. Listen, guys, any UGL, any UGL that lasts a decade in this industry is doing fantastically well. And it, the, it comes down to simply providing solid products that is within a fraction of the prescribed amount on the label and consistently doing that. And for people's feedback to be, I took X and I grew, I took Y, I lost fat, and so on and so forth. And to do that for over a decade is hardcore in and of itself, Steve. Because you and I, and I've discussed this on other shows, we've seen labs that have lasted not even a fucking year. We've seen labs, and I've talked about this on other shows, where the, the person that's producing the product is making it in their kitchen. You can see videos like that on YouTube. Again, what does Parapharma do? It's not just quality labels. It's not just quality product. But it's a quality situation. I believe at one point you could see videos of the manufacturing process and uh, the products and the machines that they were using to manufacture the products. This was all lab tech type gear, not some slip shop plastic bag, polythene covered kitchen sort of setup. This is a professional company and you get to be, as I said earlier, around nearly 13 years by becoming a solid source that people have faith in and become highly regarded, not just on the Evo family of forums, but right the way across the spectrum, Steve. That's how business is supposed to be done. It's the same in the car industry. It's the same in hi-fi, where you could be one company selling a particular brand, but you know that the other brand is respectful. You know that the other brand makes great noise and whatever else or drives beautifully. And you try to copy the qualities so that your product has the same level of luxury, drives just as well, sounds as amazing if it's hi-fi and so on and so forth. That's how brands become respected and they even become models for other brands to try and achieve that kind of level of status. Parafarma is right up there when it comes to that kind of level of status. And, 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 and one more thing, and Steve touched on this, and I use the reseller here again. The reseller got product to me in five days, Steve. Uh, that's, that's just amazing. And I know, for example, international or what we call domestic, the US market, the longest I've heard of anybody waiting is two weeks. They are super quick, way quicker than that normally. They are super quick at getting product to your door. That is something that people absolutely love. And then, of course, they take the product and they rave about it. That's exactly the sort of thing we like when it comes to approved sources, Steve. Exactly like Parafile. All right. So let's talk about how to hardcore bulk. So look, in this episode, it's going to be a little bit different. You know, we're going to, we're going to talk about aggressively doing bulking steroids on this one and doing it hardcore. Now, the power lifters out there, the strong men, you know, they are able to do an incredible amount of weight um, in lift. They're incredibly strong, mobster. I mean, guys like you, for example, I mean, you could squeeze someone, you know, and 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 with your with your bare hands, you know? So it's important to know 
that these anabolic steroids are helping you guys, you know, get to your goals. So at the, you know, oh, let's talk, let's take a bodybuilder, for example. You know, you take a Derek Lunsford or a Hottie or a Big Rami. These are the guys who've run, won Mr. Olympia the past few years, you know, since we've done, you know, we're on this podcast. And look, they're running a lot of gear. And in the off season, they're running a bulking cycle. And they're they're running grams and grams of gear and they're running everything they can get their hands on. Now, in, in our examples, you know, when we're talking about bulking, now how do steroids let me talk about how steroids help you with when it comes to bulking and getting huge? And then I'll bring in Mobster for his perspective. But let me talk, touch on it a little bit. You know, remember when you use anabolic steroids, they're doing several things in your body. They're extremely anabolic. They're extremely androgenic. And the steroids that we're going to talk about today that are the bulking steroids are also, some, several of them are also estrogenic. So you've got a combination of water, water weight and you have a combination of, of drastic muscle building. Um, and your muscle obviously is mostly made up of water uh, regardless. So if you're filling up your muscles, obviously your muscles are going to grow. You're going to get stronger in the process. You're going to be able to do more weight. It's going to force growth within your body. So the nice thing about anabolic steroids is they do these things. They increase protein synthesis. They also help break down the barriers of things that prevent growth as a survival mechanism in the body. So when you're on anabolic steroids, you're able to break down these barriers when it comes to strength, when you're when it comes to size. And you know, if you're properly doing this and you spend years building a strong base naturally, and then you go ahead and hop on steroids, you'll notice, oh my gosh, it's like getting an electric car. The torque is incredible. Zero to 40 miles an hour, boom. You touch the gas, you touch the pedal. I don't want to call it gas, but you push the pedal on an electric car. It's like, boom, it's gone because that torque is instant. It's the same thing with anabolic steroids. If you're used to training naturally and you're getting steady progress over time, and then you hop on these bulking steroids and it's like, boom, wow, I just gained five pounds in like two weeks. I just gained 10 pounds in, in 10 weeks. Like what the hell is going on here? And then you're also putting on rapid strength. Uh, you'll notice instead of being able to do six reps, you're able to do eight reps. So bulking hardcore is all about, I believe, moving the scale up both on your the body weight scale and the amount of weights you're doing. And that's what these cycles that we're going to talk about are um, are going to kind of do. And, you know, Momster and I, we're going to go over this because we've been there, done that. We've we've used these steroids that we're going to talk about to give us the advantage of putting on tons of size and tons of strength rapidly. And that's part of uh, the hardcore stack. That's that's a, a competitor doesn't have time to be patient because the guy they're standing next to on stage is going to kick their ass. All right. Cause he wasn't patient and he was, he pushed it. He was pushing the whole way. So he's going to be on this much gear and you've got to be on that much gear or you're not going to be able to keep up with them. And the same thing in powerlifting or in strongman, you've got these guys picking up stones, these big rocks. I don't know <laughs> how much they weigh. What are they? A hundred, 200, 300 pounds, whatever they pick them up and they freaking put them up on a five foot pedestal. Right. 
I it's mean, common now. It's common now, Steve. The big stones are two hundred kilos, which is four hundred and forty pounds, which is just fucked up. Uh, that that's absolutely crazy. The levels of strength in powerlifting and, and, and strongman are where even give you an example. You go back thirty years, there might be two or three individuals that are doing fucked up shit. There's now like thirty or forty individuals in strongman doing fucked up shit. 200 kilos, I think, was a stone at a, a, a recent competition that I attended. Wales' strongest man. It wasn't even a world-class lineup. There was a bunch of athletes. Only one of the athletes, the winner, was world-class. And yet the final stun, I think, was put onto the plinth by three or four individuals. That's, that is a shitload of weight. Let me just touch on this as well, Steve. Uh, in terms of the strength community, um, as big as I am, and, and I'm a big motherfucker, I've, even back in the day when I was 280 coming up towards 300 pounds, I would go to a strongman event and feel normal because even the stumpy guys were my body weight and the tall guys were bigger. It is become increasingly not normal, but there's more people like this now than there was before, including a fellow, funny enough, a company that I own used to sponsor that were close to 400 pounds body weight and were regularly squatting just with a normal barbell, seven or 800 pounds, uh, 400 kilos. When world, again, just as a deadlift is an example, Steve, we had a competition in Cardiff last year, I think the year before, every single person they invited to that competition um, did in excess of 400 kilos. And I think five or six of them did a thousand pounds, which is 455 kilogram deadlift. That is the level that you're talking about in terms of bulking and, and hardcore bulking. Hardcore bulking for me is anything over a gram. And it is literally, as I mean, it's hard to get your head around, guys, when I talk about some of the numbers I'm talking about. But hardcore bulking, I mean, just as an example, the Olympia stage, as Steve mentioned this, those individuals, and some of them are well under six feet tall, are 250 as a minimum, but typically 260, 270 pounds. And they are average fucking height steve that you, you, people don't understand even from photographs you literally have to see these people in the flesh and it is mind-boggling and we're seeing them on stage steve, when they're cut what we're not seeing is this motherfucker walking around i've seen one person like that i don't know who the fuck it was it was a stag dude we was over in birmingham and this doorman was obviously some sort of bodybuilder rather than a strength athlete or a powerlifter but he was the biggest bolt normal height motherfucker I've ever seen. He looked like a balloon man. That's how big he was. It was just, it's, it's, I, I've done, I've, I've, I did a teaching course some years ago to do with weightlifting. And the fellow that was doing the course had been a coach for the UK Olympic team. And he said, he did a slightly tongue in cheek comment that when you had the super heavyweight Steve, you did your cardio walking around this person. It is hard to imagine what someone that's normal height 150 kilos, 330 pounds is, and that's kind of where I am, and I'm slightly taller. Uh, the kind of bulk that we're talking about would blow your mind. Magazines don't do these pictures anymore, which is a great shame. I've seen a few, and you just like, that's what I want to look like. He looks like a monster. He's not aesthetic. He hasn't got a six-pack. He looks like a monster. You look like he could lift your house. One of the guys on the forum said you should be turning cars over about me. It's just crazy. So the kind of bulking that we're talking about, food-wise, strength-wise, and specifically with some of the combinations that we're going to come up with today, is right on the edge of where people want to take their body. Is it healthy or uncomfortable? No. I mean, as Steve said already, we're going to talk about sleep and some of the side effects of being absolutely massive with this blood pressure and whatever else. But this
yeah, is is what people are doing. Absolutely. My my most recent cycle was over a gram. So we're, I'm going to talk from experience in that particular regard. So let's discuss now the kind of options that's available and how we would put them together. Back to you. Yep. So let's talk about some hardcore bulkers, uh, buddy. And uh, look, the first one I'm going to talk about is trend. And um, look, at the end of the day, a lot of people have this misconception about trend. They're like, oh, trend's not a bulker. Trend's a cutter. It can be a cutter. It can be a recomper. And it can be a lot of things. But did you know it's a great bulker as well? And it's there's nothing better when it comes to strength. Of all the main steroids out there, trend is the absolute best with strength. So what do you think is going to happen when you get stronger? You're also going to put on a lot of muscle, right? So it's very important to understand the different trend options. And Parapharma Mobster, they have some really damn good trend options. So at the end of the day, you can just go and check out on their website. They've got a Tremblone E200. And this is a, a, an enthe-ester type of trembolone. And it's great if you don't like to inject very often. They have a trembolone acetate ester 100. And that's for people who don't mind pinning every day or every other day. You can go ahead and use that. So at the end of the day, no matter what you want to do when it comes to trend, parapharma, definitely they have you covered when it comes to the different trend options that they have. So the reason, look, Trend is a very potent nutrient partitioner. So when you use Trend, it's going to shuttle a lot of nutrients into your muscles. And it's going to make you, you know, force growth because you're basically, now you've got to obviously be eating when you're on Trend. Uh, it's a very good idea to be eating and eating quite a bit on Trend. It's not the steroid that you want to fast on because the side effects are going to get worse and worse if you're doing that so you definitely want to eat very very often on trend you want to you know get make sure you're getting in your 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 carbs when you're on trend um it's very very important that's going to help mitigate side effects and with trend look it's using the cattle industry to beef up the cattle so that the farmer can make more money when they sell the cattle doesn't that make sense so it's not giving the cattle to, to cut them and make them weigh less so Trend absolutely is a great anabolic steroid for that for that reason. Now, when it comes to to trend, they also have a trend mix three fifty, and this is a really good option. Now, if you can't decide, some people are like, "Oh, I'm not sure. Should I run trend A's? Should I run trend E? I'm not really sure." Well, you can run both. You can either buy both and mix them in the same syringe. Why the hell not? Or you can get their trend mix three fifty from Paraforma, which is a really cool one. And it's 100 milligrams of trend ethanate, and it's 250 milligrams of testosterone ethanate. So it's a trend mix. So it's got more 2.5 uh, more testosterone. So if you like running high doses of testosterone with your trend, this is a great bulking idea. Okay. Then they have, you know, uh, that that would be basically you'd be killing two birds with one stone. And uh, Mobster is going to get into some of the other testosterones they have as well that you can mix when it comes to trend as well. And um, the, the nice thing about it is that, you know, you, you can really take advantage of everything that trend has to offer 
And it will really, really bulk you up on that stock. Your libido is going to be crazy. You're just going to want to do nothing, mobster, but eat, sleep, fuck, and work out. <laughs> That's all you're going to want to do if you run yeah. that 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 parapharma mix of trend. That's all you're going to want to do. So it's an it's 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 really a, a tremendous sign. I haven't seen one like this before. That's that's 250 milligrams test E and 100 milligrams of trend E. So that that's one that you're going to just want to do those four things on. Just a fair warning. Now, if you don't want to have that, that's so much of a problem when it comes to libido being like crazy where you want to bang everything you see, then you can always just stick to the trend and just run trend by itself. That's an option. So trend stacks well with things and you can run it by itself. And some of the other steroids we're going to talk about and Monster is going to talk about as well, you can also stack with trend. So what you could do, you could do two strategies. You can do trend at a low dose and then run the other steroid with it at a higher dose. Yeah. Or you can do the opposite. You can run that other steroid that you're stacking with trend low and then run the trend a little bit higher. So that would be an option for you. So look, at the end of the day, for this, for a hardcore bulking situation, you want to go trend a little higher on the range. I always tell people 200 to 350 milligrams on trend. Well, when you're doing this hardcore bulk, you want to go higher. You want to go maybe 400, even 500 milligrams a week at trend. So this would be something to try. This is going to be the first time you use trend, okay? Don't go those dosing on the first time with trend. So. The first time with trend, you want to go lower, you know, 200, 250. But if you experience trend already a couple of times and you're like, man, I want to do a hardcore bulk, then that's when you can increase the dose to 500. So that would be where you do it. And trend, look, at, at the end of the day, you will grow on trend big time. All right. Whenever I run trend within the first couple of weeks, I gain like five to 10 pounds and my diet doesn't even change. And I just like instantly gained five to 10 pounds and it shows like I look bigger, you know, I look huge and I, your strength goes up like crazy on trend to the point where you're literally going to pop, pop things in the body. And that's what I did actually when I was on trend is like my fourth or fifth trend cycle. I popped my shoulder on trend. I didn't even know I popped it either, but I blew out my shoulder because I was so fucking strong on trend. And the amount of weight I was doing, I was doing more than twice my body weight benching. And I was doing like three or times or more of squatting uh, when I was on trend. Just it was mind boggling the amount of weight I was doing. I was doing like three three uh, plates on, my, on the uh, uh, militaries, even on trend. And like, you know, it's just like the amount of respect you get in the gym when you're doing that. I can remember I was doing militaries, right? And there's a mirror facing me and someone was in front of me working out and they actually moved out of the way while I was doing it just so I could see myself in the mirror. That's just fucking respect that you get when you're on trend. It makes you into a fucking beast. So that, that would be my first choice mobster. Talk about, talk about your, your choice. First choice. I, I'll just talk about that very briefly, Steve. Um, it's definitely a medication that if you like it you're gonna love it if you don't get if you can that's all i think you're still gonna get the side effects but if you can handle the side effects there are people out there that the, the phrase that they use is trend is god trend is gold 
and absolutely they like the fact it thinks like having a turbo put into a car that while they're in the car's normally driving around and then suddenly you introduce a turbo and you notice the difference and at the end of the stack or the end of the cycle it comes back out of the car and the car goes back to normal and it's why sometimes even though they know it's not good for them they're up the dosage or they'll stay on too long or it's in every single stack that they do so I absolutely get it and I understand it. It's not necessarily one I would personally use. And it was in my cut stack 150 because I wasn't comfortable with how it felt. And again, that might just be because I'm a big motherfucker already. There's loads of stuff out there, Steve. And the trend mix that you mentioned, they've got a, they've got a, um, a Deca a Decan 300, a Test E250, a Decan 150. There's obviously uh, combinations thereof. There's a Test E400. That's quite hardcore, Steve. A SUS 350. Now, listeners that have listened to our podcast before, oh, something else as well, and I did make a note of this before the show. Uh, another uh, company that we approve has an injectable Debo at 50 milligrams. Parapharma has a Debo injectable at 100 milligrams per mil. So that's a little bit unique again for Parapharma. Now, the listeners of old will know that I, I have a particular favourite I know what works for me. And if it works as well for you, the listener, as it's ever worked for me, then every single time I ran this back in the day, I would go from 280 pounds to 300 pounds. And that was on my Deca and SUS stack. And they got, I say, SUS, a SUS 350, and then you've got a 300 or a 150 milligram option. We're talking hardcore here, guys. So here's what I would do, Steve. I would absolutely run the Deca at 300 the SUST at 350, and I'd probably include an, uh, an oral as well. So, for example, one of my favourite orals of all time, and just this is a bulking podcast, guys, so let me throw in something that I've commented on in the past. Legitimate Debo for me, between 30 to 50 milligrams a day, and this is just run solo, I have literally gone from what was a fake underdose product to legitimate product, and from the Friday when I started taking the legitimate product through to the Monday, I put on a pound a day. And that was literally, I have nothing, 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 start the real feel, and boom, went up a pound a day. Now, for me, D-Bolt, a sensible D-Bolt stack, especially back in the day, because I'm very, very close now, so as big as I'm ever likely to get, I could easily put on, just with D-Bolt alone, 10 pounds. And I'm talking about when I was 260, 270, 280, and so on, Steve. Now, I'm much, much closer to my maximum size ever. And even then, I can put on 30 milligrams a day, five pounds just from D-Bowl. So for me, and I actually did this recently when I did do my uh, bulk, it was only a short bulk, guys. I went from 327.5 to 336 pounds. Again, I'm about as close to my maximum as I'm possible to get. So I'm not going to put 20 pounds on this stack anymore. And of course, Steve and I talk about the law of diminishing returns. But just as an example, professional athletes, and specifically the Mr. Olympia types, and the strongmen, powerlifters that Steve referred to, and I have some experience with myself personally, will run short, hardcore bulking cycles, sometimes, Steve, as a part of the competitive stack. So I can, if you've got a big, like the Mr. Olympia competition coming up, you've got the off-season training, which is when you should really be bulking hardcore, Steve, let's be honest. But some of them, especially if they let their body weight come down between competitions, will run an eight-week bulk at the beginning of the competition and then cut down from the bulk into competition and stage shape. 
And this is where they get the soup. This is where we're talking about 100 milligrams of D-bowl a day, Steve. I wouldn't, and I think the, the, the average listener would be better off with between 30 and 50 milligrams. And what works for me, and there's again around the same kind of number, Steve, I ended up just over a gram. I think it was 1,130 milligrams total. And that was because you're averaging out the numbers over a seven-day period. That's the biggest stack I've ever done in my life. I wasn't actually that comfortable with it. I'm actually kind of way more comfortable now. I've dropped a few pounds. But just to give you an idea, that's the kind of I'm, – I'm kind of on the cusp at that level, Steve, of where professional athletes – Streamman athletes, bodybuilders, and powerlifters that are right on the leading edge, the genetically and world class. Now, it is a necessity for them athletes. If you want to be competitive, if you want to be as big as a house, if you want to be as strong as a bull, you need to make the decision to get as big as possible. That's we know, and we actually talked about this in the pre-show. We nearly put put up the numbers that we know a uh, professional bodybuilder that we have on the forums was doing a little bit over two grams and in fact we know he's actually gone higher than that but a stack that he discussed was two grams and i think steve he's a kind of average height individual and he was still 250 pounds that is as big as a house vascular as fuck on normal height wise and on and a kind of light bone structure which gives the, the professional bodybuilder the absolutely crazy looks so we're talking about a gram and a bit here, gram, gram and 100, one, one and a quarter maybe, Steve. Um, the, the, the sense of, and I think I will, because we're going to touch on to the side effects, but here's a, here's a thought process. When you are as big as this, when you are, to quote uh, the modern vernacular, full as fuck, full of glycogen, full of water, it might be an effort to get to the gym, Steve, but once you're there, man, it's like, it's, I've seen these people, and I've probably been one of these myself. It is, it's, I, I saw a buddy, and I've actually dropped a few pounds, and I saw a buddy yesterday at the gym. I went to the gym yesterday and today instead of my own gym, and he hasn't seen me for a while, and I'm still probably 10 or 15 pounds bigger than when the last time he saw me. And he says, I can't believe how big you are. And I said, I've actually come down a few pounds since, since uh, the, the, this, the cycle ended. And he says, you look strong as fuck. I said, yeah. I've actually done some fucking stuff that I'd never done in my life two weeks ago. Uh, and again, I'm talking about people that were close to 400 pounds, pulling 455 kilos, a thousand pounds off the floor. The gym athlete that I mentioned earlier on, regularly squatting over 800 pounds on a normal barbell. That is the kind of, Steve, what Steve said earlier, Steve, I've never done three plates aside on, on the military press. My best is actually slightly less. So I know how tall Steve is, and that is fucked up. So if you love the idea of being super strong, if you love the idea of this massive, just raw, it's not pretty. It's just a lot of muscle, glycogen and tissue. You will be a monster in the gym on the stacks that we discussed in the day. Absolutely. That's said, walk into the gym was horrendous. In the gym was great. I was, a, honestly, let me just give you some numbers for myself. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm fucking on the leading edge of some of this shit. But Steve, and I've mentioned this on the forum, I do hammer curls with 200-pound dumbbells. I do uh, Monday, just this Monday gun was 605 kilos. That's 1,300 pounds and change on the power squat or squat thrust type machine. Uh, three quarters of a ton last week and slightly less this week on the leg press. And that's an American son, so 1,500 and something pounds. 
that kind of stuff, and that was just, I still had some under the gear in my system at that point. That is right the fuck up there. Now, some of our listeners might not be there yet, but there are athletes out there doing the stacks that we're talking about today who are beyond me, Steve, beyond whatever the fuck I'm doing. They're what I'm aiming for. And when you're talking about 300 plus pounds, like Steve says on the press, that is fucking world classy. That puts you in the 1% of gym users in any gym, pretty much anywhere in the world. It, 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 elite, it's there or thereabouts. Seriously, guys. So this is the kind of stuff that people like those are doing, how they feel, just how fucking strong they are. Yeah, so for me, Steve, that Decker, the Sustanon, and Debo is my go-to every single fucking time. But the amount of options, I was actually surprised. They do a Deca Test 400, Steve, which is 200 milligrams of Deca and 200 milligrams of testing anthate. My buddies love testing anthate for strength in the gym. And Deca is just a, a size build. And your joints will feel good, if only temporarily. I will talk about, again, we're going to talk about side effects later on, Steve. But use your support, yeah, guys, because trust me, when you're getting up to the 300 pound presses like Steve was doing, when you're getting up to the fucking stuff that I'm doing, your support gear protection joints because you will be moving for you, relative to you, the listener, some big fucking stuff when you're getting over a gram. Trust me. What do you think on that, Steve? And other options that you like that they've got from the orals? Yeah, and I've ran that stack before. Exactly. Sussanon, Deca, and Debo. I run that. Oh my God. If you want to bulk, that is the bulk. Like literally, as soon as I would get up, I'd have like a fucking meal, right? Then I'd go work out. Then I'd come home. I'd have another meal. Then I'd take like an hour nap. Then I'd go to work and I have a huge, a huge lunch. I'd have a huge dinner. You know, it was, it was just nonstop appetite, right? And I gained so much weight. I think mean, I gained more on that cycle than any other cycle I've ever run in my life. I think I gained like 15, 20 pounds on that cycle. Not a lot of it was water weight. Um, but still, I mean, that's the ultimate bulking stack, a hardcore bulking stack. And you can go heavy. You can go 500 milligrams of each, you know, and then you could stack in D-Bowl at 30 milligrams a day. And you could run an AI with it. And Parapharma also has a Romacin and a Remedex as well. So it's a good idea to run an AI so you don't get like gynecomastia and you don't get water retention problems. So a couple more steroids I want to talk about, Mobster. The next one is Equipoise. And uh, Parapharma, they have a Boldenone 500, which is, I've been seeing this more and more out of, out of brands out there. And this is really cool because you can just pin one cc of this and you're going to get 500 milligrams, boom, in, in your body of equipoise. They also have a Bolden on 300, which is 300 milligrams a milliliter, if you want something a little less. And they also have a Bolden on and test 400, and it's 200 milligrams of each, similar to what Mobster was talking about with the DECA. So it'd be the Boldenone, uh, which, which is equipoise, and then testosterone, and they so two long esters, and you can just pin that. So we've seen guys out there. So we did a podcast, Mobster and I, a while back. It was an evil podcast. And uh, we talked about George Peterson, how he passed away tragically um, ahead of a competition. And they did the autopsy, and they found out what was in the system. And they found out he had a shit ton of equipoise in his system, like two to three grams worth a week of equipoise. That's how much he was running. So why do guys who are competing at high levels of bodybuilding run so much fucking equipoise? Well, a couple of reasons for it. Number one, it's a testosterone derivative, 
but it's been structured to cause less side effects. You're not going to get as many side effects because you're not getting the estrogenic side effects. You're not getting the androgenic side effects as you would on straight testosterone. So if you run 2,000 milligrams a week of testosterone, you're going to end up with bitch tits. You're going to end up with water retention. You're going to end up with a shit ton of insomnia. You're going to end up with, with your you know heart problems and all kinds of stuff from all the water retention you're getting, right? If you're not running an AI with it, okay? But let's say you run equipoise at the same dose, 2,000 milligrams. You run a shit ton of equipoise. You're not going to get that estrogen issue because equipoise doesn't aromatize rapidly like testosterone does. Like testosterone, you take testosterone for two weeks, boom, you already got water retention. You take equipoise for 15 weeks, you may have a little water retention toward the end, but not enough because it's water retention is leaving your system as fast as it's building in your system. So a lot of these guys choose equipoise. This is a great, it's like using testosterone without those estrogenic effects, but it's still going to bulk you. It's still at that dosage, especially it's still going to bulk you. It's still going to cause appetite increase. It's still going to cause a lot of benefits in your system. So I have a lot of respect for equipoise. It's one of my favorites. Now equipoise can be used different ways. If you want to use it for endurance and cutting, you can run it as well. So a lot of people will argue, well, I use equipoise and I cut down on it, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you can cut down on equipoise, but you can also bulk on equipoise. And we bulk on equipoise by jacking up the dose. So with equipoise, do I recommend you run two or three grams of equipoise a week? No, that, that would be the top level 0.001% of elite pro bodybuilders who run those kinds of dosages. But in your situation, if you want to run a hardcore stack, a thousand milligrams or twelve hundred milligrams a week would be would be fine, and then you could stack some testosterone with it to give it a little bit of a kick, a little bit of an estrogenic and androgenic kick. You get a little power. Now another one you can run instead of testosterone with equipoise would be anadrol, and anadrol might be my favorite bulking oral steroid of all, and I think it is actually. Come to think of it. Um, it's not my favorite oral steroid, but I think when it comes to bulking, it's my favorite because you can run Anadrol for four weeks and transform your body. Your muscles will get bigger, you'll get harder, and you'll have a tremendous amount of of of, of results running Anadrol. And Parapharma has an excellent Anadrol as well. They're Anadrol 50. So basically each pill that you take is going to be a full 50 milligrams of Anadrol and you just take it once a day and you'll be good to go. And it's a tremendous steroid, one of the more dummy-proof steroids, mobster, like Devo, just a dummy-proof steroid. You take it once, you take Anadrol once a day, you're good to go. Devo, you got to take it twice a day or three times a day. It's got a really sh a sh much shorter half-life than Anadrol. Anadrol's short life is long enough where you can just get away with taking another. But I love Anadrol. And you can go ahead and stack the Equipoise with the Anadrol together. And it makes a tremendous bulker. And you'll have big strength, but it won't be so much water retention. Because remember, anadrol is a DHT derivative, so it cannot convert to, to, to estrogen. But it does bind to estrogen receptors. That's what gets guys confused. That's what gets us to hate male mobster when we say that. Because people are like, well, I ran anadrol and I got, I got estrogen. Well, you didn't get aromatization of estrogen. You got the binding of estrogen. So the tricky thing with anadrol is you can't run an AI with anadrol and, and cut that off because it's not aromatizing. And that's what aromatase inhibitors do. They disable that, that estrogen enzyme from aromatizing, you see? So you can't run an AI with anadrol and get anywhere. 
You just got to kind of grin and bear it. Now, some people will run Nova decks with Anadrol, and that has been shown to be more successful at combating the estrogen issues on Anadrol. So, again, Parapharma has you covered. You can go and buy some Parapharma Nova decks. That's the nice thing about Parapharma, by the way, Mobster, is they not only have the steroids, but they have the ancillaries that you need on cycle as well. They have your PCT products as well, because, of course, on all these steroid examples we're giving you you have to run a pct so they have the clomid and they have the novadex to help you with your pct and then they have the um aromacin arimidex and letro in case you need letro in an emergency situation as your ai so you're covered either way that's that, i have a lot of respect for them so i'm sort of touched on that a bit and then we can kind of talk about diet and training a little bit as well I'm going to talk about Anadrol very briefly, and then we're going to talk about what it feels like when you're the size of a house. So some of the side effects, as well as the diet and the training sleep. Listen, I've I've told these stories before, so two very quick ones. One is someone that had only been training six weeks back in the day asked me about Anadrol, and I kind of realized they hadn't been training for, for very long and kind of warmed them off. But equally, I hear stories... Uh, just literally running Anadrol on its own, Steve. And if you respond, I've, I've used Anadrol. I didn't get the response from it that I was expecting. Again, that might be because I'm kind of getting towards being maxed out. But I know of people that have been training a year, two years, and they're old enough, and they've gone on Anadrol. And it's not at all uncommon. It's not super, it's not super common. It's not super rare. But people gaining 15 or 20 pounds on cycle. That's like double what I would get out of D-Bowl, Steve. If you respond well to certain drugs, and in this example, Anadrol, that's the kind of effect that if you do respond well, you can see. Now, I will also touch on this. When you put on shitloads of weight really, really quickly, and Steve and I talked about possible possibilities of sleep issues, etc. Right, so when I was 336 pounds, Steve, I was having to use a hand to get my foot up onto my knee so I could get a sock on. I've heard of people with real attention so bad that the wife would have to put socks on for them in the morning. Maybe they wasn't running an AI. Maybe they just really bloated the fuck. Uh, when I went from 280 to 300 back in the day, I lived in what we call a two up, two down, the two bedroom terrace, normal size house, 1600 square foot seat. And I would get out of breath walking from the ground floor to the bedroom upstairs. That's like 11 or 12 steps or something. I would get pumps on VAR, again, at 250, 260, 270 pounds, just walking into town. So trust me, the, the and sleep issues, Steve talks about sleep issues, right? Here's what happens. And it happens if you put on weight slowly and your body gets used to it, i.e. a lean bulk, or if you're doing what we're talking about as a hardcore bulk and you put on 10, 15, or even 20 pounds, the quicker you put it on, the worse the sleep's going to be. And it's quite simply, because A, you're training like a fucking maniac. You are lifting the biggest weights you've ever lifted, you've lifted in your life. So you're going to be tired. Steve talked about getting sleep. I've done that a couple of times on the bulk, Steve, where I'd come back with chain legs and get on the sofa and have half an hour, man. I needed to have a lay down. I'd have my protein shaken and I'd drift off to sleep for 20 minutes, 40 minutes. Absolutely. I was fucked. Right? But and you're also because you're not sleeping well at night. And it's rapid weight gain that comes with some individuals on a hardcore bulk is a massive effect on your body that takes time to get used to. And in reality, you're not going to be doing this for three months, four months. 
so your body won't get used to it. So you're training hard. Your digestion is working 24-7. You're eating like a going out of fashion, like Steve touched on earlier on, three, four meals, big meals. You're having your protein shakes. You're having other bits and pieces. Please, God, you're not eating every piece of junk food known to mankind. Let's make some quality tissue gains here, guys. But you are going to be having arguably Steve digestive overload. You're bordering on, thank Christ, really anabolics overtraining, but the anabolics are actually going to hold you in that particular place. You're as strong as you've ever been, but you're putting stresses on your body you've never had before, and maybe you gain 20 pounds. So getting to sleep at night can be difficult. I've, I, I have to, and this is part to do with my shoulder issues and, and, and whatever else, but I kind of sort of hug a pillow just to keep me in a position where I can get comfortable, fall asleep. If it didn't have that pillow to hug, I would sort of fold forward and it'd be much harder for me to go to sleep. Can, can, imagine, know, can you imagine mobster <laughs> hugging a pillow? Yeah. He's like hugging caressing a pillow. A pillow it's it's, it's worse, man. <laughs> I've got, exactly, yeah, I, I want something that's the shape of a teddy bear or, or one of them dolls or something. I've got a buddy of mine, Steve, and he's not the only one, who's the same fucking body weight as me. In fact, he's actually been heavier and he barely comes up to my shoulder. And these guys, like him, have sleep apnea. They are so fucking big. Their chest is so big. Their neck is so big. Their arms are so big that the pressure and the weight of this tissue on their body, because the structure underneath hasn't quite caught up, it will do in time. But he put on a lot of weight back in the day. He was doing those tuna and fucking lemonade blender shakes and shit. Absolutely double cream fucking milk bottles of gold top or whatever. And I think he got up to 160 kilos, and I think he's like five foot nine. Uh, and ended up with sleep apnea and having to have one of those breathing masks on. Now, a lot of top professional bodybuilders are doing this shit, and they very rarely talk about it. Being the size of a house is fantastic, like we touched upon earlier, in the gym. When you're in a bulk, you can eat a little bit ugly, a little bit. I'm talking about clean, tidy food and then a cheesecake. I'm talking about extra food. You're not going hungry here, guys. You're not cutting for a competition. You are feeding, but you should really be eating more clean food. That's the best way to do it. But let's imagine you're a little bit dirty with the diet too, just for this short period of time. I'd actually keep it down about eight weeks, Steve, just to be comfortable with it. And whenever I've grown in size up to the point where I am now, it's taken me about three months to get used to even just five to 10 pounds of new tissue. It takes me that long for my cardio to get better again, back to where it was before. My blood pressure has always been quite good, but even then I'm still noticing breathing issues, uh, the heart working harder and so on. And even stupid stuff like sheer weight of the muscle tissue on your bones and on your connective tissue. It takes my body, again, to get to where I am now. It would take my body about three months to get comfortable with this stuff, to be comfortable being that big, walking around, dealing with stuff and whatever else. One more thing, and this is just one of those things that in a way is actually enjoyable, Steve. Clothing. Clothing. <laughs> Going from a double XL to a triple XL, having to adjust a button on your collar because your fucking neck's grown. Having those arms really properly, finally swelling out a sleeve, or literally having people that haven't seen you for ages. What the fuck, motherfucker? You're huge. That's the kind of shit that we do this for. And it's precisely what I mean. I, I can imagine, especially if I was a younger listener, just coming into this sport, just about the right age, as we talk about, to be using PEDs. That's the shit they're going to love, Steve. That collar adjustment, that sleeve bursting, your, your clothing's tighter. You've literally had to go out and buy a new pair of trousers 
pants or whatever you call them in America because the fucking legs are rubbing together. That's the kind of fucked up shit that we like. And especially when we come across someone who's not seen us for a while and we've put on 15 or 20 pounds, they're like, who the fuck? He looks, I know that person, but it can't be. He looks like he put his head on another body. Talk about what it was like being the size of a house, Stephen, and, and, and the sleep issues that you've had as well. Yeah, and once I started getting bigger, just just like moms would do, I was giving them shit about it. But I've used hug pillows for years. I've actually got one on each side because I'm a side sleeper. So I make sure because my shoulders are so fucking wide. And um, so what happens is when you're using like a hug pillow, it keeps your shoulders from kind of crumping up all night. And when you sleep on a shoulder uh, that's getting worked down and a lot a lot of damage within that shoulder too, it can end up causing your whole arm to go numb. You wake up in the middle of the night with a numb arm. So definitely a good idea. And also between your knees too, using a pillow in between your knees. I think that's a really smart plan. And then you can use a pillow as well. I use a pillow for my hands when I'm sleeping on my side that, that my hand can rest on. And that kind of keeps my chest and my shoulders more open while I sleep. So it's not, again, it's not getting crunched. And then the, the, the knee pillow will, will prevent your hips from collapsing while you're sleeping. So all these things help too. Some people even use feet pillow mops or because I notice too, when I wake up in the morning, especially after a hard leg workout that my, um, my Achilles and my plant, my feet uh, along the back of my feet and the under it, which is uh, plantar fasciitis. And it has a lot to do with my history too of uh, endurance sports. You know, when I used to run triathlons and Ironman competitions and stuff, that helps keeping a pillow in between your feet too, because that alleviates the pressure on your feet. So sometimes when I get up in the morning, my first few steps, I feel pain in my feet, the bottom of my feet and the back of my, my heel for that reason. So that can help alleviate that as well. But look, at the bottom line is a lot of people complain about waking up in the middle of the night and unable to go back to sleep. And that's a heart rate issue. So sleep apnea, you know, not being able to go back to sleep, you wake up at two, three, four a.m., can't go back to sleep, your heart's racing, and you've got to get your heart rate back down and be go back to sleep. And what a lot of uh, pro bodybuilders do, unfortunately, is they'll take a downer and the downer will basically just knock them out so they, they can sleep. The problem is, though, when you use downers to sleep, and, the, and, 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 and listen to this very carefully, guys and gals out there, when you use downers to sleep, you're actually preventing yourself from getting into a deep sleep. So over to intermediate and long term, it's actually going to backfire on you. So it's very important to naturally sleep as much as you can. I mean, there's certain situations like if you've got COVID or you got the flu or you got a really bad cold and you can't sleep because you're congested. Okay, that's fine. Take some medication that's going to knock you the fuck out just so you can sleep and get through your night. That's one thing. But to depend on a downer to go back to sleep or to fall asleep, that's not a good sign. So it's very important, even when you're bulking and ahead of your bulk and you do one of these bulks, that you keep up with your cardio. How do we strengthen our heart? It's, there's just two ways to do it, guys. It's diet and it's cardio. So make sure you're eating good, nutritious, clean food and make sure you're doing plenty of cardio even while you're doing your bulk. And that's going to help keep your heart strong so your heart can relax at night and your heart rate will go down. And I'll give you like one more tip, you know, grass-fed beef. It's a cheap way to bulk. And I was doing grass-fed beef. When I was doing, I talked about my bulking cycle what you know the mobster cycle he put together earlier i did that you know years ago 
And my key was grass-fed beef. I was I was getting that grass-fed beef uh, first thing in the morning and have a burger, grass-fed burger. Go work out, come home, have another grass-fed burger. And that really helped me bulk up. Another thing too, pancakes. Um, you could do protein pancakes. I use coconut flour or almond flour. Don't use like refined flour to make your pancakes. Get a good, either a good quality, simple mills. Um, they make a good pancake mix. And if you eat some pancakes every day, use some raw maple syrup or raw honey with it. And that will actually help you as well. Get in extra carbs and extra calories. That's really, really good for you um, to, to, to help you bulk. But I'm, I'm not saying it's really, really good for you. I'm saying it's a better option than going and dirty bulking, eating cookies and cake and ice cream and all this other crap. So that's a much smarter option. Uh, to, to do it that way. Or you make your own protein pancakes. All you need is coconut flour. There's plenty of recipes you can look at online. All right, Mobster, final thoughts really quickly and take us to the disclaimer. I thought it was a good show. Some great tips there for the food stuff. Something else very quickly, guys. Compounds, compounds, compounds. All the big multi-joint movements in the gym, the seated military press, squats, deadlifts, dips even if your shoulders are good, heavy bench, your bodybuilders incline don't do flat but for the rest of us athletes flat bench dumbbells big go down the rack on the dumbbells to the heavy end that you don't normally visit this is the stuff that's going to put the big glob globular lumps of muscle tissue onto your frame you're doing a bulk you want to grow you want to get big wait to the spring or the summertime to chisel that shit shape it isolate it Get the display muscles on. This is not. This is going to. Most of us, but especially in the winter time, Steve, we're going to be wearing hoodies. We're going to be covered up. I want to see traps. I want to see massive fucking arms. I want a thick chest. Fires that are pushing out to the sides of my gray, my gray uh, pants for the ladies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I want to be as big as a fucking house and as strong as a bull. So lots of heavy rowing, all that kind of stuff. That it doesn't have to be pleasant. Five be freeze, three times freeze, Steve. All that kind of stuff pyramiding type training or whatever else doesn't have to be pretty doesn't uh, keep the isolation stuff for when you're shaping keep the isolation for when you've got the body fat down and you want to see the muscle tissue that you've got in the off season but we're talking about hardcore bulking i want you as strong as a house as big as a house as thick as a house that's the way we're going to rock and roll and that's what this hardcore podcast with parapharma products is all about Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. A podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies. Thank you.